for the sake it, of just doing how it imagines. It wasn't good. Like, <laughs> like okay, it wasn't bad. Um, it just like I don't. It's just like why are you? Why was it in Hell in a Cell, man? Mm. That's how I feel about that match. Mm. Like, uh, I like the the spot. You guys are going to watch it, obviously. But there's a spot where Seth goes to, like, the fucking side of the cell and the table. Best spot of the match. But other than that, y'all could have just had that as a fucking singles match and kept it moving. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, I um, feel like uh, they're using, they've been using the Hell to Cell for way too many at this point. It's not even like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's exactly what it is. Yeah. It just, it's supposed to be blow-offs, but... It hasn't been one for a long time. Right now, it's kind of like, it literally is, oh, Hell in a Cell's coming up. What feuds do we have? I don't really care. Let's just give yeah. it to, like, this match that they've only had one single match to end in a DQ. It's worth a Hell in a Cell now. Um, yeah. Also, uh, Mustafa and Mansoor, give it a solid watch. That was a good match. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I enjoyed yeah. both of them. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, he didn't know that he was from the uh, the place that they're doing Crown Jewel at. Like he's from that. that yeah, yeah. He won the uh, like greatest Royal Rumble or yeah. He was like he was in it or the Battle Royals. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Anyone watch G One? Well, um, I'm not I'm like, spoilers on that, but go ahead, Ethan. Oh no, I'm like 14 Ooh. days behind, but I know what happened. Fucking Abushi broke his damn. What did he do? Shoulder or something? I guess he like popped his shoulder yeah. out of his socket. Mm. The, he shouldn't have been in the finals anyway. But that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> and I like how y'all doing how tonight, man. Dare you? <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, then he obviously had Shibata return. That was exhibition. That was nuts. I I was like. I need to tell the world right now how I feel about this. I feel like that was the only thing good on that whole fucking card. Mm. Worthless mm. dog shit. Oh, New Japan God. is almost as bad as NXT right now. Oh my God. Oh. Yeah, y'all ready for some hot takes today? If you want the hot takes, I'll give them to you. <laughs> I'll lay it all out on the I don't know what the oh, fuck I signed up for. I'm scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dial in, fellas. <laughs> Dial in. Bro, I've been dialed into this couch for about 30 minutes waiting on y'all to get these mics oh. hooked up. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, Court, you got your stuff in front of you for uh, our Up and Over yeah. podcast starting on the WWE Royal Rumble 2003. <laughs> you go, baby. In the heat of it. Or, I guess, in the mild, almost to the heat of it. Um, we got the Royal Rumble 2003 at the Fleet Center in Boston, Massachusetts. Now the TD Garden. January 19th, 2003. The attendance was at 15,338 people, roughly. Supposedly. Supposedly. Sold at 585,000 pay-per-views, roughly. First Rumble event under the WWE banner. And I feel like that's a oh, huge really? thing to put a little footnote in that they're marketing this thing. Rather, it's the same thing that they're selling. They're marketing it differently. Do you think they should have changed some type of approach at the Rumble? Should it have done something, you know, uh, to pinpoint that it's a new beginning 
But in reality, I mean, yeah, Brock's the next big thing, but... I literally didn't know that until you said that. Exactly. Um, For me, at this point, like, the Royal Rumble was such a, like, unique day. I don't think that you could change that from what it was, jumping from WWF to WWE. Like, it was what it was going to be. Like, I don't know how you could have marketed it any better. Um, It's just so weird to think about that 2002-2003 time period when everything switched over. I mean, like, they had... Quite a bit of merch letting you know they were getting that. Get the F out. It was a big campaign, so so yeah, I don't really know how else they could have really beat that into your fucking head that like the F is going away. Like, and not to jump into outcomes yet, but I feel like the way they booked it was enough to say, "Hey, this is where we're going." You know, yeah, that's that's what I was saying uh, about uh, Brock. And like, I get it's the next big thing, and you are putting an eye towards new era, but promote. Putting it wise, I feel like you know how they did like WrestleMania 20, where it all begins again, or like yeah. you know, sure. anything like that. Any slogan, I mean, it's January, beginning of a new year, your first rumble under this whole moniker that is going to be the, one of the biggest conglomerates ever. And it just seems like they could have missed something, but I mean, who am I to even, you know, pick at it? It happened. It, it was, a good point to make. I never thought about it, but it, I feel like um, Rumble's one of the only ones that never really has like a tag to it, though. Sure, because you've always yep. had like the it begins again, or like they're going to Hollywood. Like they always try to like make a weird like joke almost with like fucking Mania, and then some of the other pay per views have them. But I always feel like they've always just kept Royal Rumble as like this is it. This is what it's. This is the Royal Rumble. We don't fucking it's, make it's a joke the, out of it. It's this. Is the Royal road Rumble. to WrestleMania starts yeah. here. Is yeah. kind of been their thing. The road to WrestleMania starts here. Brought, yeah. to, uh, brought to you by PlayStation yeah, Two, which actually hurt my feelings. I was like, God, I'm we 27. Like it just put me in like almost a midlife crisis of like, what is happening? <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. Also, in this for the first time ever, there's a brand split in the Royal Rumble. You have 15 wrestlers from Raw. You have 15 wrestlers from SmackDown. Winner being the number one contender for their brand's championship. And I feel like that's a huge thing that they strictly kept it their brand's championship. Um, Because now all we see is someone at Royal Rumble and they're allowed to jump here or go to Raw. They're allowed to go here and you know, tease that they're gonna uh, use their shit for any title, but in reality, they 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 don't. Right. Um, I think it's pretty cool. But uh, starting at Heat, we have Cole and Taz for SmackDown, and Jr. and King for Raw. And with Heat, we have Spike Dudley going over Stephen Richards with a Dudley dog. And uh, yeah, there was no time at all, really. Uh, we, see a, we see a cool open that's kind of like uh, reminding the importance of the Royal Rumble, the people who have had this. Did y'all like the opening for the Rumble, or are you tired right. of that same old shit? Yeah, I just had it down as like another great opening promo video. Um, I, yeah. Like I said last episode, I thought that they killed everything promotionally at this time. Like It just felt everything that they wanted to promote, they promoted really well. And made it feel huge. Epic. For sure. Agreed. It's kind of like 
looking at the who's who of wrestling when you look at this card. If you look at it overall, everyone that you see on this card, for the most part, I mean, you look at that 30 when they show that shot of the Royal Rumble match. And, I mean, dude, there's not a miss and link in there, in my opinion. And there's, a, there's a few, and I wrote them down, so we'll get to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a couple, but I meant the promotional. Shout out to my boy, B-squared. Yeah. The promotional. B-squared. Flyer for it. I mean, it was like the who's who promo, you know? Yeah, I mean, you had um, Edge before he broke. You had Chris Benoit before yep. <laughs> he he broke in the in the broke. things. Yeah. Uh, uh, so we have Big Show. So at the beginning of that Killer Instinct, watching Chris Benoit. Yeah, buddy. So we have Big Show with Paulie, and he's going up against Brock Lesnar. And it's six six minutes twenty nine seconds. Meltzer gave it two and a half stars. Um. Are you? Are you also? I'll start with this. Are you all surprised it opened the Royal Rumble? No, no, nope. no. <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I, I, uh, oh, Pat, go for it, buddy. Dude, it's crazy how like um when Big Show came, it's like Big Show probably has so many no pops in his lifetime, and just people not giving a fuck about all oh, the funny. Oh, this all good. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Yeah, the the crowd certainly felt flat, um, like through that. Ethan, I know that you that was something that you were wanting to talk about. What uh, what you got on that match? Oh, I just enjoyed both of the Brock Big Show matches, the one at Survivor Series and this one. Because I mean, if you look at it now, Brock and Big Show, like the style of wrestling I came up watching, and then I think back, and that doesn't look like a match I would like. But it's just so simple and good because Brock was so fresh. And just yeah. throw Big Show's ass around. It was just like I yeah. went half on it, which to me, I like like the like I like like the little prelude to the Royal Rumble too. And like Brock or Big Show runs up to Brock and like grabs him by the neck and just straight throws him over the fucking ropes. Like, yep. I thought that shit was cool as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't sick. know what it was about Brock Lesnar at this time period, but if it, he was getting choke slammed, that motherfucker was putting you over with how he sold. Oh god. my god, my <laughs> <head's> <laughs> for the moon. I mean, he was he was ambitious with some of those in, cells. In my notes, I was like, like Brock, he would get in air and kick his feet again. Yeah, yeah. I, I had wrote down because it's just noticeable in this match that like any time he got hit by Big Show, like I was like the selling is just weird because seeing him basically just like no sell everything nowadays yeah. and yeah. him like taking chops and getting fucking like hurled across like it's weird bang, to like watch him take bumps and i was like that's weird and once again apparently fucking paul big show can't afford a fucking pair of ring gears wearing jeans again wearing jeans again two pay-per-views in a row this motherfucker can't afford ring gear Black <laughs> jeans, just it's the same attire, and it's it irritates my soul. He's wearing the exact same. It's the exact yeah, same I, shits, but it bugs me. It bugged the hell out of me last time. Yeah, I literally in like the first thing that I have written down is how how much of a stark contrast there was between how insane Brock Lesnar looked compared to how shitty Big Show looks. Oh, and that he looked labored in everything he did, which could be by design to make him look like a big strong giant, but. It did not come across that way at all. Um, he just looked horrid in this. What I um, will say is that it does. It made Brock look a thousand times better, though. 
because yeah. this right. is like which is kind of what i feel like they were going for this is like peak like big show fat as fuck out of shape and like <laughs> he is getting fucking suplexed <laughs> left and goddamn right on this yep. fucking thing and it makes brock look like a million bucks but also like Jesus Christ. I know this is, I mean, Ethan wasn't here for the last ones, but this is three fucking podcasts in a row that we have just absolutely shit on the big show. But, <laughs> but And I feel a little bad. That's fine with also, me. Also, like, just <laughs> God damn. I didn't realize, like, how fucking bad he was at this time. Yes. Fucking sucks, bro. Yeah. I think Super he was awesome. I respect big show a lot as a human being. He's done great things. Things for a lot of great charities. Oh, he's helped, oh, he's, oh, he's, he's helped a lot of young talent, and the dude's still around today. And he's taken so many surgeries to get back in the game. And for anyone to love it that much, I don't care if I give you a half a star for five fucking decades. If you keep coming back and you do everything in your ability to make that shit happen, I'm gonna back you forever. I'm not gonna back your matches. But if I see you, I'm going to be so pumped. I'm going to be like, holy shit. It's ball. You've been wrestling for five decades. Something's fucking wrong. Um, the only th- like, hey. two things that I have written down um, oh, on this guy, uh, Lesnar did it like he reversed a choke slam attempt into like this arm drag pin attempt yeah. thing, and it looked super smooth it was super fucking cool yeah um, the germany hit was smooth as fuck after that yeah and then i had crazy uh, ass that. and then i just had some love about paul Heyman and that he was gold and anything that he touches and his expressions and mannerisms throughout this entire match fucking sold Dude, it for him me. shouting yeah. like you can't do that he can't it's do so that. good it's so fucking funny it's so good and I then also... obviously good Oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to say I, I really miss uh, Taz saying, "Oh, here comes the pain." Like it yeah. just it made my heart warm. <laughs> yep, I was yep. like, "Oh, that felt nice." Like that was good. Yeah, yeah. And then you had uh, I I have it written down as Big Boy F5 from Brock for the W. I gave it a two and yep, three quarters. Yep. I enjoyed it quite a bit. That's literally what I gave it. Two and three quarters. I gave it two and a half. Damn, I'm still low, and I'm the one that loved the match. So I went two and a half. Yeah, two I, and a, I think that's. I think you're right in the ballpark. The crowd going fucking bananas for everything Brock did helped. Because he was over as fuck from bell to bell with that goddamn Yeah, it was cool. But like, just Paul, just jeans and all, fucking up the whole match. (laughs) Man, you caught up on (laughs) them. I literally have that in my notes. Brock is so over. Literally in my notes. I did (laughs) a promo on him last week, and I'm cutting a promo on him again. He's a fucking... World champion has fucking jeans on. It's just it irritates yeah. my soul. You're gonna catch yeah. a couple of things because it's gonna come up in here twice too. I'm gonna bitch about another thing. Oh yes, and I know because I just have it written down as a single uh. statement, no fucking context. <laughs> um, after that match, we went to a backstage interview with Chris Jericho um, with Terry. Terry asked him why he chose to take spot number two, and he said that he pretty much wanted spot number one, but of course Shawn Michaels got it handed to him. Um, by Vince McMahon. Uh, he cut a promo about how Sean, he can call himself a lot of things. He'll never be able to call himself the uh, first undisputed champion. Uh, kind of a tough promo from Yeah, I know, like my boy CJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he kind of put on in this, and then he said that he's going to rise to the occasion again um, tonight like he did then. To so win he's that taking match. them all up. 
And uh, he yeah. said that it's his destiny to do so. Him? Um, yep. He said he was going to eliminate all 29 of these motherfuckers. So fucking bad. His facial hair is awful. It's fucking terrible. But him being time. like, I want a number one. And like she was like, I don't think that's the number you want to pick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, no, talking about, <laughs> talking about Chris Jericho's facial hair just looking <laughs> as disgusting as you could possibly look. Yeah, Yo, pretty- fuck Terry Ronald. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> that's a weird bone to pick there, Pat. Go ahead, let's hear some more. Yeah, where's the fucking space? <laughs> By all means, Pat, you have the floor. Please elaborate look, look, on like, that. Like, I don't hate Terry Reynolds. And let me take what? back what I just said. Because that was rude. I'm sure she's a nice lady or whatever. But, like... Fuck, fuck off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pass out already. What the fuck? <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, God bless. I thought we were going to breeze through that part, and then we get a fuck Terry Runnels for no reason. (laughs) That was like an old old Kanye George Bush doesn't care about black people moment. Like, what was that? Yeah, it was very, yeah, it was a lot. Uh, Next up, we have the Dudley Boys versus Storm and Regal. Yeah. And I'm, I'm actually a fan of the Storm and Regal tag team. Tag team. I'm a fan of it. They're great ring generals. Both of them can control any match to the pace that they want it to be. Um, you can tell people just kind of mold to them a lot. Uh, sometimes that shit goes awry when people don't really want to, Yeah. per se. Um, it's hard for me to find a bad Lance Storm match. I got, I got it in my notes. I got it in my notes. Is Lance Storm a baddie with no personality? Mm. Pat? Yes. Pat, I'm going to I'm going to make one uh, it's three words, Pat. What the fuck? <laughs> no, that right there, that's the best description of Lance Storm I've ever heard. That's it. You can voice quote me on that. I want to say that I am so happy we have a better mic. I know. Holy <laughs> this is what I've been missing for the last couple weeks. I'm fucking pissed, dude. I can hear the <laughs> psychopath is saying now. I... Yeah, yeah. It adds um, a lot of flair to y'all side yeah. things. Um, what the fuck, dude? All right. Um, uh, AC, I just, so... how do you feel about this title match, man? I fucking hated this match. Mm. You didn't like the match at all. I, I, in our list, I wrote it down. When we'll put those out, fucking. The Dudley Boys could almost do no wrong in my book. We've talked about it. I but be- I full heartedly believe that Landstorm's one of the best fucking wrestlers. Just dog shit on the mic. I always loved William Regal. He was just a shit heel all the time. And his stuff yeah, with Jerry it. was great. But like the whole match just felt like it was just like let Team 3D beat the shit out of these two dudes for the whole X amount of minutes. Well, Mike, I guess y'all no been talking reason. on the phone. I told you, we're the same fucking person. That's exactly how Mike feels, and that's that, bullshit. It, it, I'm going to pick a bone. I literally... The first line that I have, the first line that I have is, this felt like an odd squash match of sorts. Like, of sorts. 100%. Like, it was now, here's this. Here's, here's from a different perspective. I've been watching every Raw SmackDown and pay-per-view 
leading up to this and after it. I'm sorry. So my oh. thing is the Regal and Storm run, I mean, it can get repetitive. I mean, but the fact is every face team, whether it was Book and Gold Dust, the Dudleys, the crowd wanted to see Regal and Storm get their ass beat so fucking bad. Yep. And so yeah. the whole point of this to me got across, and it was a feel-good. I mean, the Dudleys won, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they yeah Just so you know, I didn't, I haven't watched this since I reviewed it like two months ago, so I'm having to it's look fine. back. It but... was terrible, anyways. Like I, I get, <laughs> so like I get that they were like their shit. I'm gonna buy you a pair of jeans. <laughs> <laughs> In protest, I'm wearing Adidas track pants right now. Yes. Um, like I, I've always like I understand. Like I kind of remember this a little bit, like from that time frame. It's also just like the two characters themselves. You know that they're just gonna be shit heels. That's what Regal does best. And like I, I like the like babyface team getting the fucking heels finally and getting that good feel moment. But it was from bell to bell, just Bubba beat the shit out of everyone. Bubba beat the that shit out of. It was the whole <laughs> match. It was. I think Devon. Right did a the was up. He did a fucking flapjack and a three D, and that's all he fucking did the whole match. <laughs> it was yeah. playing so the whole uh, time. Question. Question. <laughs> what was like the stipulations of this match? Because why the fuck? Did, why, why like they couldn't do three D? They couldn't get tables. What was it? They brought um, up some weird, the, some weird fact that if they got the tables out during the match and did a three D, they would get disqualified. Mm, which I'm like, I don't yeah. remember, really remember that being. Yeah. I mean, that was like but, the whole thing they were doing at the time. Bischoff and Morley or whatever. They just put all it, that's the thing. It was overbooked bullshit. But it's like yeah. if you don't take it too seriously, it's fun. But it was stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the I mean, things I'm... that stuck out to me in the entire thing, um, JR said that Storm and Regal were the more technically sound team and that the Dudleys weren't. But he also this. pointed out. Hold on. Because it was, it was as good as it possibly could have been. He says that the Dudleys aren't the smoothest, but they find ways to get the job done. Immediately, as if Bubba heard him, he puts his ass on the ground, puts Storm down, puts him in a step-over toehold, and I fucking popped for it. I was like, <laughs> Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I missed him saying it, but I watched that part happen, and I was like, "Where the fuck is this coming from?" I was yeah, so it confused. was <laughs> bizarre. Uh, so also, Jr. points out that the Dudleys are fifteen-time world champions, and I don't know why they just stopped mentioning that over time, and like they only wanted to acknowledge WWE championships as the only reigns that have ever mattered. Um, but I really wanted to point out that Jr. mentioned that uh, we do get a run in five tag team champions by now. They have had yeah, champions everywhere. Like yeah. I get yeah. it, I love them, but holy shit! Like they they're the Charlotte Flair of tag teams. They yeah. show up somewhere and they're like, "Here's the belts." Like it's uh, uh, <laughs> wasn't it like them showing up in TNA for the first time and they had like a bag and they pulled out every tag team yeah. title. Oh my they, god! Yeah, they pulled. They literally had like a bag, and it was like the ECW titles came out, the Raw tag team titles came out, the SmackDown tag team. They like laid them all out in front of LAX, and they were just like, "Hey, think you've heard of us before?" I'm like, "Yeah, no shit, everyone has. Like, we know you win titles. Like, we get it." <laughs> so we do get a run in here from Val Venus, and it does distract. It does help. I was getting 3D for the three count. Hello. Um, Patrick is so uh, During this 3D, 
Uh, I, I, I failed to mention that William Regal grabbed a pair of brass knuckles yeah, yeah, and yeah. took a 3D. Yeah. And then yeah. Devon takes the Devon takes the nuts and, and straight his smacks ass. the shit out of Storm with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he gets the three. Yeah. Uh, Nick Patrick didn't see a thing. No, because he's a yeah. dumb Not a two, damn thing. Two things. I just want to point out. Okay, two things real quick. First of all, Nick Patrick did one thing that I never thought he would ever do, and that was a good thing, and actually check for the brass knuckles mm. at the beginning of the match, which is weird. Seems out of character. Where did you right? check these motherfuckers and you need to find them? That was not the point. Is I'm pissed that they, fu- I feel like they fucked up the timing with Morley coming out because why didn't I see where these fucking, like, was he cheeking the, no, was he cheeking the Nucks? The whole he, time. That's why like, he didn't get any offense. They were just stuck in between his ass cheeks. Like, where did yeah. they come from? <laughs> like, Mike, you got it all figured out, bud. Oh, man. Pull him out the balloon. He's just like, mm. Get him out, man. Yeah, buddy. Like, all right, I'm sorry. Uh, you, you go on ahead. All right, so before we spend too much time on this match, I uh, also wanted to point out that Lance Storm and Regal beat Goldust and Booker T only 13 days before this match happened. Yeah. So it seems like they were obviously just transitional champions to get uh, get the titles off of Booker without uh, Yeah, get it from face to face. Like, they were that I'm middle pretty sure... Uh, Regal or uh, the Dudleys lose them the next night, though, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I could be wrong. I just turned on that raw, and uh, I guess we'll have to find out next Thursday. Yeah, uh, the only other thing that I had from this match Val Venus, Chief Morley, whatever the fuck he goes by, get that douchebag off my screen. Hello, ladies. (laughs) No, Val Venus, uh, man, he was the best at making me hate him all the time. I don't care if he was supposed to be a face. I don't care if he was a heel. All times, I was like, man, I kind of want to fight that guy. Yeah, was <laughs> I could just I went, like I went to an fight him a little bit. He fuck, he fuck Edge sister. Was Edge sister? Edge sister. Where are these facts coming from? Yeah, Pat just decided to fucking Google everything before he got on this. Um, I went, I went two and a quarter on that match. <laughs> let's let's try this again. I went two and a quarter on that match. Um, what'd y'all go? Damn. Uh, oh, no. So, uh, wait, you, you said two and a quarter? Two and, oh, two and a quarter. I gave, uh, I gave this match two and a half. Two and a half. No, 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 no. Sorry, I looked at the wrong thing. I gave it two. Okay. Um, I think two's fair. I gave it two flat. Meltzer gave it two and three quarters, so he I did more it. than Lesnar and Big Show match. How about that? less than any of ours, so fuck off. Hey, man. <laughs> I'm simply stating what these fucking marks care about. Pat, I need to know. What'd you go? <laughs> it's like one and a half stars, bro. <laughs> hey, that's fine, dude. That's okay. Don't worry about it. It's totally fine. Give him an extra half of credit. <laughs> Damn, they upset you, bro. I was like, dude, yeah, okay, yeah, he, he, and I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be real. I gave Bubba Ray Dudley himself like four star. Yeah, yeah, everybody he else, like a superstar. He had a for real. Five, five, <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, I feel like you got a. Uh, you have quote about this, and I'm dying 
here. Nathan Jones coming soon. I literally have a Nathan Jones promo, question mark, exclamation point. That man feels like a fever dream. <laughs> I just wrote Nathan Jones. Talk about a hot cup of coffee. Yo, yo, yo. Um, real quick. Real quick. I don't know if you guys know this, but Nathan Jones has been in so many action movies. Really? Like a shit ton, dude. At least 15. Like... So many. He he like you know failed wrestling career. Jesus. But how like, many of them are with Stone Cold though? I don't know. Let's see. Seven. Let's find out. I don't know. I this is the, let's, let's <laughs> while you're looking that up. What what did you have written down, Casey? I, I okay. So first of all, like as a kid, because I mean we're all roughly the same age here. As a kid, I was fucking hyped for his fucking his like debut. Don't know why I was like this crazy ass Australian dude looks tight as fuck, but watching oh, he just got out of pro- prison. Well, I was yeah, I was like this dude's fucking huge. He just got out of jail. He's gonna stab a motherfucker. Like, <laughs> 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 that promo hit, and all I wrote was Nathan Jones promo. LOL. That's it. I was like, what I, the love fuck? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm just gonna take doing, the quick bro? the next segment. I'm just gonna take that. Yo. These are all action movies, dude. Yo, homie's been in Mad Max, Never Back Down, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, let him live. Troy. Troy. He's dude, been around. He's like 6'8", at least, and he's oh. fucking yoked out of his mind. He's an I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm, a little, I'm a little frustrated Conan we spent this much time on Nathan Jones at this point. It's honestly impressive. Dude, shout out Nathan Jones, man. Glad yeah. you're still I'm holding it down. Keeping it in the entertainment. I love it. Talking about him than his entire career in the WWE. So Correct. that is an impressive feat. Oh, so, all right. Okay. Well, let's move on to more pressing things then. You want to talk about <clears throat> one one second before you move I'd on. There not. was I, I don't know if you'll have it written down. Michael Cole and Taz promote February's No Way Out pay-per-view from the Bell Center in Montreal. I have literally Michael Cole, you fucking jabroni. You and your shitty facial hair can suck me dry. <laughs> I say you're in your notes? Y'all fix it. You're <laughs> gonna right. get that eliminated, bro. <laughs> oh, hold on. That's just make you famous. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> What'd you say? Y'all fixate on the weirdest shit. <laughs> 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 like, what is even wrong, dude? What's wrong, Mike? Sorry, you missed out. We got Domery. <laughs> Last episode, we, we covered we covered Michael Cole blocking me on Twitter. This is where the yeah, real quick. Hold up. Hold up. Before we start this next block. segment, dude, yeah. I just want to give an RIP to my boy Allison. Allison. Oh. <laughs> RIP my boy Allison. <laughs> Gone, bro. So, uh, we got John Marie. Mike. Michael J. Do you know who has me blocked on Twitter? John Michaels. John Michaels. What did really? you do? Hold yes. on. Shut everyone. <laughs> shut, was the, a, shut the fuck up. A, you have the floor now, Mr. Ethan. The fuck did you do? Oh, I used to be a mark, but I still am, but I was a bad one. used to be. I watched every Raw and SmackDown a pay-per-view in 2003, and you used to be a mark? Hop <laughs> off of my uh, goddamn <laughs> Anyways, proceed. <laughs> What'd you do? Uh, there's nothing much to the story. Shawn Michaels blocked me because I hated on his ass. And I hate Mike for for liking Shawn Michaels so much. Mm-hmm. That's 
Let's move on to these whores and panties doing a match. Oh, Did you like my EBT look, content? Look, the look, other day look, the look, look, look. That's got to be edited. Sorry. <laughs> Ethan becomes problematic quickly. I like it. Let's go. <laughs> oh, my God. This is the most compelling storytelling you could possibly have. So I just want to dive in. I just got a few things I want to write. I just want to say just how I have it written, okay? And I have this as dashes, okay? Don Dash Tory promo Al Dead. Yeah. <laughs> Buick. Don slaps Tory. Slaps back. Al casket falls. Lamp break. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> yo, 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 check me, check me, check me. These are my notes. These are my notes. Bro, what in the fuck is wrong with these niggas, man? Like I can't believe this man is actually dead. Bro, who let me watch wrestling as a kid? <laughs> this promo got me weak as fuck. Dude, what in the fuck is this funeral? I can't watch this bullshit anymore. <laughs> yeah, it was... This um, is before the match started. Yeah, this is, this is true. The first Coming thing I have written end. down is, oh my god, this is the match after Al Wilson dies due to having sex with Don Marie. I yeah. have one The thing. great storytelling of the veil. Of the veil. <laughs> It's so bad. Go ahead, Casey. What's up? For the promo segment and for the match, I have one thing written, and it's just, why does God hate me? I love that. I hate this so goddamn much. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like... I have a a side note that says, Don Marie's theme sucks ash cheeks, much like this entire match did. Um, Yeah. So, uh, obviously... I gave it a dud. Three minutes, 36 seconds. Um, Tori wins. Don Marie says it's not over. And it's kind of poorly done. And I'm pretty sure after this, it is over. It's literally done. It's done yeah. after this, right? Oh, thank, God. thank fucking God. Moving um, on. Last time I'm no, no, no. Yo, yo, Don, Don, no, no, Marie, no. Don Marie at one point. Michael Cole said Tori can pick up the win, but she can't bring her father back, which could have been the best line of the whole fucking night. That's as good a comment as it could have been made. At one point, dude, at one point, I got this written down too. At one point during this match, Don Marie is getting offense and she yells at Tori Wilson. You want something to cry about? As if the storyline isn't that her dad is dead. <laughs> It was very, I went one half star. It was I dog hate shit. This so much. And and a quarter of that half star is because I know we're moving on from this segment, which is beautiful. Oh god. Right, well, we're moving on from this segment. And let's say anyone else feels like they have any input on Al Wilson. No. Rest in peace. Yeah, Rest in peace, bro. Ripped to the Could have said it better myself. Thank you. But, but moving on from this, we have a Sean O'Hare video from says he's gonna take control of life. Yeah, yeah. We had a backstage segment. You have the yeah, most- yeah, yeah. we had uh we had uh Randy Orton Stephanie. You had the most awkward, sexually fueled, tense yeah. moment where Stephanie is saying goodbye to Eric Bischoff because he's about to get fired in the next thirty days because he's shit in the bed on Raw. And the whole time I'm like, are they gonna fuck on camera? <laughs> the whole time. I literally have really what awkward. could have been. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he said, she, she said something like, 
they were arguing about who's going to get fired, and she said, you know, blood's thicker than water. And yep. Eric Bischoff replies with the shittiest reply of all time, and it was, you know the other saying, money is thicker than blood. I have written down, Eric, my boy, did you make that up on the spot? Because it fucking sucked. It was bad. <laughs> it was awful. Then we had the Sean O'Hare promo. Um, yes. Okay. The, the I'm not that's telling not you anything me. that you didn't uh, you don't already know. I said give yeah. O'Hare props for birthing Alex Jones. Wow, that was awesome. That's fucking great. <laughs> Man, big Sean O'Hare. I, <laughs> I will give Sean O'Hare credit because after watching that Don and Tory match, I can confirm that there is no God. <laughs> That's what are you talking about, man. Vince had a great match. He did. God had an entrance and everything. He said, you fuck you. <laughs> I hate it. Oh my god, dude. Let's give oh, uh, let's give Holy Ethan shit. the floor. Ethan, what's the next thing on the docket, my friend? Do you know? You're giving me the floor. Oh, we got a big one coming up next, boys. Yeah, buddy, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> we got big trips versus Daddy Scott. Oh. I don't have any notes. See, How long did it go? What happened? Traditionally, in a one-on-one on one match, eighteen minutes. 14. I got some notes, bro. How, what? How long? Fifteen, fifteen. Eighteen minutes and fourteen Jeez. seconds. And Jesus yes, Christ. it did drag as long as that <laughs> sounds. That was the longest eighteen minutes of my damn life. <laughs> oh, don't forget about the fourteen. Jesus Christ. Them old. That's what, oh, mm, this was just bad. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was dog shit. Um, so after uh, I should cover that after some arm wrestling, some posing competitions, and some weightlifting competitions that we just always seem to do. We they just recycle this shit every time some big guy shows up. <laughs> um, so um, that may yeah. be the loudest pop I've ever heard for Scott Steiner. Um, one of. But uh, it still doesn't save this match. Uh, I think within... Hard for me to to put the uh, next words in without sounding too mean. Um, Earl says he's not putting up with anyone's bullshit. (laughs) And uh, Earl Hebner getting getting the floor for a second. And I I, I love Earl Hebner getting the floor. uh, Saying he's the law. Steiner uh, no sold a whole bunch of shit and uh, took a bunch of stiffs. I got this shit. Move, uh, move. Oh Jesus Christ, <laughs> uh, <laughs> bro! I'm gonna give Pat the floor, bro, because he said something earlier that um, I wish I had. I think off work. We're just gonna say I think it's fucking hilarious that Earl Hebner had that whole spiel about I'm not gonna take no shit, and then we watched bullshit for fucking 18 fucking minutes dude like he literally that like and i realized i realized watching it and i, I don't know man maybe i'm maybe i'm just being gullible but i feel like he said that because he knew what was about to actually fucking happen and if you guys you know remember from watching mouth scott steiner beat the shit out of triple h for like a solid Ten, and I'm talking punches to the face, smacks in the back, stiff, super stiff. 
Like, it's not what I'm saying. To the point where Earl literally grabs this man and is like, yo, calm the fuck down, bro. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> um, there's so many suplexes in this match, and I believe that Pat has a rough estimate number. Would y'all like to guess? Any guesses? Because I do have a rough estimate, give or take one or two, but I'm pretty close. Like I'm, 76. First I'm going to go... Belly to belly. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going like, to go 17. Yeah, that's. I think that's a better number. I'd say 14. Like, 14, yeah, exactly. No <laughs> 14, exactly. Cheated. 14, exactly. <laughs> and we have seen more duplexes in matches like what we're going to see coming up soon, which is Angle and Benoit. Can't wait to talk about Pat? it. But it seems like... Pat, how fucking mad were you to have to have counted every single one of those? Oh, okay. So he, he's he's going and he's doing them and he's doing them and he's doing them. And I'm just I'm like, I'm like, yo, Scott Steiner is fucking exhausted. He literally can't do anything else but going about two places yeah, right now. I, li- I literally <laughs> had him blown up less than five minutes in. Like he was exhausted. Literally, yeah. Blown up worse than it the was fucking awful. belly button of his. Ah. Uh. <laughs> that belly button boy. Oh, so bad. My man got a fucking more than an Audi. That's just a whole other fucking person. Yeah, the <laughs> first five what... minutes. Go ahead, Ethan. No, go ahead, Michael J. The Take first back five on minutes match, like, of the match, like felt like Steiner was the heel in the whole thing. Uh, yeah. Which oh, is yeah. very like even the way Jr. and King were talking about it, like it was just like very obvious that they didn't really want WCW guys in the WWE at the point. You know what I mean? And it came across yeah. a lot on commentary. Like, they kind of just shit on Scott Steiner. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Commentary-wise, they might have. Um, I at least noted that, like, Triple H's, like, work in it is just, like, almost textbook, like, how to be a shit heel. Yeah. like It's, re- it's great heel work, dude. It's great heel work. But, like, Jesus Christ, this match was fucking That's why awful. we're here. Yeah. Yeah, and so obviously he was calling this whole fucking thing. Um, yeah, like it was all on him, man. Like this was fucking atrocious, though. Uh, also, Scott Steiner shouldn't be wrestling. Steiner math forever. Also, another discrepancy. Why are champs coming out first in matches? Yeah, I thought that was weird. There's no reason it for it. Nice. They wanted the Scott Steiner pop, and they didn't get it. Just fell flat on his fucking face. But it's funny because. One of the loudest pops I've ever heard for Scott in WWE, and it, it wasn't loud. Yeah, yeah, I went one and a half like on this. Initial showing up. Anybody I remember? Went, uh, I went one and a half, and uh, I'm never going to get 18 minutes back in my life, and I'm upset about that. Yeah, uh, I gave this match one star. I gave it. I think that's the lowest I've ever rated a Triple H match. I gave it. I gave it two and a half. Literally, I put two and a half based off of Triple H and Ric Flair's work. That's ambitious, my friend. Yeah, it is. Um, I, I, I fucked with Ric Flair in this match, dude. I really did. I really like Ric Flair in this match. Wow. wow. Everything he's done, the coke rage, fucking banging of the apron. Motherfucking <laughs> rapist. <laughs> I, I wanted to say, I think that this at least for a live audience, was one of the first times where I think that some people were introduced to the fact that certain wrestlers wear uh, G-strings underneath their tights. Yes. So I wrote, Scott, your thong is showing. Um, (laughs) And he didn't care. 
Now, he was just out for the he, world to shoot. Well, right before he did the, the Steiner recliner, he tried to pull up his pants, but he did not he, do a good job. He, he pulled Alita more than anything. You know what I mean? He pulled up the thong more than he did his, his regular attire. God damn it. It was, uh, it was something. I think, honestly, the only really cool thing that happened in this match, um, there's a point where uh, Triple H has Scott Steiner in the fucking corner. He's like, choking him with his foot. And uh, the refs count in Earl's County is like one, two, three. He gets to four. If you listen, you hear Triple H just yell, yo, Rick, like yells it. And then Earl gets to five, grabs Triple H and gets off. And like literally in a split second, fucking Rick Blair's choking him with the jacket. That's the only cool thing to happen in this entire match. <laughs> yeah. I also did a little bit of digging in this match. And it seems like it was originally longer, but the Peacock version has been edited. Ooh. Due to so many botches. Ooh. I mean. So this is a pinpointed match for them to go back and take some stuff out. It's such a I would just shit uh, match that they were like, we got to cut this down. This was we longer. Cut for like- <laughs> yeah, this, uh, right. the fact that that was longer. This match felt as shocking. long as the fucking Royal Rumble. And I feel like they sped yeah. the Royal Rumble yeah. up. We'll get to that in a minute. But, like, this match fucking dragged aggressively. Yeah, I Googled that match, and something popped up, and, and it, literally the only thing I can see is, and by that metric, one of the worst Royal Rumble pay-per-view matches in history is Triple H versus Scott Steiner. It's 2003 Royal Rumble. God damn. This, this is, that's, mm. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, God, me, I gave that shit a star. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, that's a fair rating. It is not good. Yeah, what I went one and a half. What did old Meltzer give it? three quarters. You went one and three quarters, you said, Ethan? Yep. Yeah. What did Meltzer go on that quarter? Yeah. Honestly, the same as me. He gave it one. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm the shocked that he got that. Yeah. All right, we can move on from this. I always this pay-per-view was so uh, bad. Always wait to look up. Meltzer, I want to give him my own honest opinion first. Yeah, and then sometimes we have the exact same rating opinion on stuff, and I'm like, "Fuck!" Oh, it makes me so mad, dude. I mean, dude, I don't want to agree with him. I didn't realize I had this written down. Shit, though, like they ain't yeah. exactly. And yeah, even I didn't even gonna... realize I had this written down. I have it written down. I hate everything about Earl Hebner in this match. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> You are just fucking just everything about him. You are just vengeful about the weirdest fucking people. Small little was... people. Just step <laughs> on was a bitch in his whole entire match, dude. Like, it is the fucking, fucking little pep talk in the beginning. I didn't win to take no shit from any of you guys. And he's fucking, he's like, nothing but shit. It's high fucking match. See, here's the fucking out here. Like, part of what made that's part of the reason I didn't go just a full one star because the thing is this shit's honestly humorous at this point because everyone shit but there's so much shit in here that is honestly entertaining in one way or the other. It, it is great because like, when I'm not when Rick Flair tries to get the match up due to fucking blood loss. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah, we've got blood. Shut the fuck. We've got Flair having to get in or Flair interrupting every forty five seconds in the match. You've got fucking. <laughs> Triple H literally just picking up Earl Hebner, throwing him out of the ring, and he's like, "That shit had me weak." 
He was like, you know what? <laughs> grabbed no, him by I'm like, not going to disqualify you, even though that's the thing I'm supposed to do with this, because I'm not supposed to take your fucking shit. I want you to get beat up. And then he, pulls, <laughs> he watches him pull the fucking sledgehammer in, and he goes, no, stop, please. Uh, <laughs> Does, barely tries to take it from him, and then he hits him, and then he's like, okay, now I have to stop the match. It's like, Jesus I was like, Christ. I mean, I was really high watching this. But, like, I was just like, man, fuck Earl Hebner, man. You're the worst. Ugh. God. Okay. All uh, right, so. The best match. Moving on Let's to. Move on. Let's go. Moving Let's go to, to the future and bad things. Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit. 19 minutes and 49 seconds. The match that steals the show probably steals the damn year, if I'm being honest. Um. It's That's just can't say enough good things about this match. Um, Team Angle comes out with old Kurt, and you got Shelton Benjamin and Armas. And these guys always know where to be, the right time, right place. And uh, Chris runs in the ring and shoves them both, causing Mike Kyoto to send them both to the back. Several referees run down to assist to escort them out. And uh, need a little bit of Chris's killer instinct. <laughs> it's not that Jesus. we see that so soon. Uh, but first five minutes, the crowd is stale, and I don't blame them. I mean, you got Don Marie and Tori Wilson, and you you, and then you got Triple H and Scott Steiner back to back. You're fucking cold as ice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the match kind of started in a way it was kind of hard to keep up with. It does, but yeah. it doesn't take long for them to get them back. Sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, you can obviously see in this match that Angle calls a lot of spots. It seems like Angle is the one kind of calling most of this on the fly. Did anyone else? The Kurt Angle match, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And it's just transitional, transition, transition. I mean, beautiful all the stuff that you're just not going to see now or probably ever. These are two guys that just they fit so well together that it's hard to put them up against any other rivalry and be like, oh, yeah, theirs is better. Yeah. Because you're just not going to see it at, in a pro wrestling ring in this way, in my opinion. Uh, Benoit going three quarters across the ring for a diving headbutt. Um, this dive was good shit, and I mean, my boy Taz. Taz lost his shit. My man is standing. Straight insane. It was insane. Oh my god, Casey! You said the diving headbutt across the ring, and then you just hear Casey like slide in the beginning of the end. Ethan, what did you have on this match? What, uh, did you have any notes about it? Uh, nothing really that y'all have already said. Just, I mean, it was great. I went four and a quarter. I'm sure y'all went higher than me, though. Yeah, I had a few things written down. Um, so this deserved so, that main event spot other than the Royal Rumble, right? I think they got that right. Um the moments of chain wrestling fucking ruled. The moments where they just beat the shit out of each other ruled. Mike Kyoto like adding importance to this match, like his facial like reactions to 
uh, like submission holds and things like that. Awesome. Um, this was the last important singles match that they ever had against each other, and it was the best match that they ever did. Um, I went yeah. four and three quarters on it. I gave it the same. Yeah, I did too. I, I think uh, I feel like um. I mean, it was like watching fucking Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson go at it, dude. Like, they did every single fucking suplex you could think of. Yeah. Every fucking was, move. Dude, yeah. Everything was clean. I don't think it was a fuck up the entire match. It was just beautiful. It was just beautiful. What do I say? Casey? Um, I have a couple things written down. First of all, Champ comes out again first. Yeah. Yeah. I have that written down, too. I... I see you smirking over there, Ethan. I, I just, I, I don't know why it fucking bugs me. It just fucking does. It's a, I know it's a weird thing to fucking nitpick on, but like there's zero reason for it. Cause I'm just keeping all this backlog for you, bud. <laughs> and, yeah, it's bad. Um, I will say that I miss Team Angle. That is my, yep. one of my yeah. favorite fucking groups. I don't think they get enough yeah, man. Charlie Hawks, man, does not get his credit. Well, fuck, it's like a it's firefighter now. Like no, yeah, it, that t- that group was just great. All the shit they did, the shit that they do with Lesnar coming up, like you know, in the months to come and stuff, just fucking incredible. Um, the yeah. crossface to Benoit angle lock to angle lock to crossface to fucking angle doing like a, a, the the little schoolboy. Back to a crossface yeah. to an angle slam is one of the most insane fucking set like sequences I've ever seen in my entire life. Because they yeah. all took me- and it hurts me, man. <sighs> I want to give this match five because I feel like giving any match above four and a half. Like, why are you? Why aren't you giving them the quarter star? You know what? Like, why? Why not just go the full length of the match? And I don't know why I can't bring myself to give it the full five. I think it's because it didn't have enough story behind it. If, uh, yeah, there's, dude, it doesn't matter. You, there doesn't have to be a story for Benoit and Kurt. I 100 believe that. That's one of the rivalries that like it doesn't need a belt. It's gonna sell on its own. That shit is a hundred percent. All day long, it's gonna sell tickets to the Chiefs. However, it needed a little bit backstory, and I feel like if we could have just done two extra weeks about literally anything, you could have recycled the same bullshit story from two years ago, and I probably would have given it the full five, yeah. just yeah. because it would have had that much more meaning. Yeah, I did like same that. Book, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed get, that. Get over that. I think at the time they were like just waiting on Chris. Like it was, you know what I mean? He was coming, but he wasn't like there yet. Yeah. I even uh, feel like if they added some some drama down the stretch, because I mean they had drama, but it was more, the you know, the match was about competition. It was about who's the yeah, better yeah. wrestler. You know, but if they, yeah, even, yeah. even if they didn't have the two weeks of build, if they somehow added some sort of, emotion and drama beyond that in the match somehow, you could have bumped that up to five easily. Question for everyone. Would you give this a five stars if they didn't send Team Angle to the back 
and they were in the match in some way. So no. Benoit had to overcome it. I don't think so. Because once again, no. there is no story behind this match, but if you at least had a story in the ring of him having to right. not only overcome Kurt Angle, who in his own right is one of the best wrestlers ever, but him also having to be, basically be in a handicap match, would that have helped? Yeah. Or do you think it just would have been still the same match it is? I think it would have hurt my I enjoy it. I enjoy it way more without Team Angle I'm there. I'm going to be back off that question. I got another question. Would we give it five stars if Crispin Wall won? That's a, that's a really good question. Well, fuck me. Uh, Potentially. <laughs> I think a mix of both, right? Like you have Team Angle still there, and then you have Chris overcome the odds. That yeah, that's a five-star match right That's five stars, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but before you even ask, I was going to mention that I enjoy Team Angle not being there. It solidifies how unbelievable both of them are to put on this. I forgot the time. I think it's nineteen something. Uh, nineteen minutes forty nine seconds, almost twenty minute match with no distractions, no ref. Was there a ref bump in this match? I don't believe there was. No, there no, was. there's no, no ref bump in this match. match. In the beginning of the match, there wasn't really. Um, it just, I mean, they just laid every single thing on that canvas. They told the story wrestling, and I 100% am all about it. Um, it was, like I said, Chris getting a standing ovation at the end of the match yep. and everything. Like, yes. yep. I had that written. Yep, it looks like they cut to a, like a, a promo, like a weird break that they had, and then they come mm-hmm. back and Benoit's in, in the ring yeah. by himself. That, was that felt like a big moment. That was kind of like the moment yeah. that you kind of knew. WWE is going to roll with Chris Benoit as their guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, moving on from how fantastic that match is, I'm sure that we're going to cover both of those guys' careers and probably overlap, probably follow the, all the matches that they've had yeah. with each other. Um, but moving on. Two of the ghosts, man. Two true fucking just professionals. Good yeah. old Perk Angle. <laughs> Perk Angle said that he took 65 Viking in a day at his worst. Ooh! A day. Holy moly. People put me in the bed, brother. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That, that Mojo headbutt. You know, that 15 day was the other day. Mm. The headbutt were hard around the world. My man, my man with your toughest. <laughs> yeah, we, we had a backstage we segment. Yep. We have Kane and RBD have a promo. And, uh, Kane's an asshole. Kane, the whole, Kane's you know, man for himself. Mr. Rumble, you're a great... for a second. Um, not those exact words. I'm sure somebody has the exact right now. Um, but like, we touched on it when we talked about it, looking back at it together. Uh, <clears throat> I enjoyed this Kane when I was younger. I enjoyed the mask a little bit. It was just different. Um... But now that I'm older, I hate it. Yeah, I don't rock with it at all, man. He's a three star wrestler at best. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> at his peak, Kane is formidable to put somebody else over. You're welcome. Do you think that it's you. right that Kane held the record for so many years, for so many eliminations? If you're going to make him important in that 11, way, I'm right? in. That's it. It's though. 11? 
Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And That's so what he's yeah. for. I mean, he's not going to give you these insane matches, but I mean, give him that. You know, let him <laughs> have that. Something. Hundred oh, percent. Yep. Is I mean, it's logical. I mean, if enough? he ain't throwing that many people over the rope, there's something wrong. Fair. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you're big so, bastard ass. Better be doing something worthwhile. Saying, man, fuck. Come on now. You big <laughs> bitch. Throw somebody. Yeah, it look like you dig fucking holes all day long and you can't <laughs> you even eliminate ten bitch. people, you fucking loser. Governor Jacobs, or what is he? Mayor? Mayor, yeah, governor? Ma- Mayor Jacobs. I can't let that man. He don't, man, I'm pissed off. Fuck Glenn Jacobs. <laughs> 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 just beating this motherfucker mm. while he's down over here. Jesus. I, Ethan's been quiet all night waiting for Kane to get brought up. <laughs> Fuck him. Fuck Glenn Jacobs all fucking chest. <laughs> All right, that I'm shit. gonna tell you something about this motherfucker real here. That's exactly it. He got a little too excited. All right, so moving there. on, we have the Royal Rumble. The reason we're all here, 53 minutes and 44 seconds. Yep. You got Sean in as number one, and we got Jericho in as number two, as we touched on earlier. And Christian comes out to Chris Jericho's theme song and runs in and gives a low blow to Sean, and he whoops this, this man's ass, dude, 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 for the longest time. And I just have written tag Sean from behind after Christian came out and Y2J music. That fucking chair shot, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, because he hit the shit out of this man with that chair. The Edge A Train from last pay per view is one hundred percent worse, way worse. Yeah, A Train fucking took it one is. for the team. That's why he couldn't. He turned into Lord Tenzai. He didn't know what his like fucking that. name was. Yeah, I guess it's just a little different seeing Sean take a shot like that. Like, I don't feel like we were seeing. We're trying to protect Sean so much when he came back and just trying to make sure a lot of things were safe. But, like, I feel. I think he said, or some. I may be wrong, but someone said that. He said that the only person he trusted taking genuine headshots were from Triple H because he knew how to land them. Mm. But Fair. it's obvious because, I mean, the dude's been doing it for a long time. To see Sean go through those matches alone is crazy. We touched on those. But in Sean going out immediately before even Mysterio gets out, I'll touch on Harvard in a second. But. Huh. um. Sean getting thrown out before Mysterio's out as number four. Are y'all, uh, as a kid, Mike Klinsky, I'm sure you're crying. Ooh. Ethan, as you, you, you're, you're flipping calories talking about, that's what I'm talking about, Y2J to the end of time. Mm-hmm. Did Michael do anything else tonight? Yeah, he comes back later on in the match. The note that I had on here was Sean Michaels really got jobbed. And then I revisit it later on. But I was like, are you fucking yeah. me right now? I don't know. Um, this is like a weird thing, but like, why does the ref come into the ring to take the chair away? It's like, dude, it's yeah, I thought that was what? stupid as fuck. You have Tommy Dreamer 
<clears throat> come out with fucking kendo sticks and trash cans and shit at like fucking 12 or whatever the fuck number he is. But like, and that's fine. But like, chairs. No, are no, no, no on a chair. Like, yeah. It was a weird. We can't game. skip over Edge and Ray Mysterio, though. We're not. Oh, we're going to get there. We're, we're not even. We're not, we're not even. Full, I just yeah. to wait, like, wait. Hold on. Tommy came in after them. Yeah, he did. I'm we're just, just talking I'm just, about. I'm just using that as the a, correlation. Uh, yeah, the because co- like, oh, he fair comes enough, in fair with enough, it, fair but enough. I'm like, the ref's like, you can't use a chair in this match, and I'm like, but like that's fine. Like 20 minutes later, yeah, I'll do. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, poor shit. Who's um, the ref here? Some piece of shit. Um, it's one of the refs that like I've never. I don't even know his fucking name. Yeah, they're getting a paycheck a, just yeah. by being a, a faceless guy. Um. The crowd finally felt while Cortland's coughing. Um, The crowd finally felt hot, um, and I realized that at three when Chris Nowitzki came out, and they went fucking nuts for Chris Nowitzki's worthless ass. Blew my mind. I didn't remember this guy. He's the guy that turned everything into like the lawsuits. He was the lawsuit guy. guy, But But, I mean, like when he came out, my brain was like, I was like, I don't fucking remember this dude. Like his face, I just didn't remember. I just didn't remember him. He and Chris Masters also feel like fever dreams to me in the WWE. Buddy, don't get me started on the match. Always get the mixed up. Motherfucking master luck. Get that challenge out. Such a so we have uh, a little bit of coming up when Edge comes out. I have this rather strange spot where these boys definitely, definitely touch the ground. Um, and they call it back in. Do you think that that's a spot on the ref that he should have? Oh, motherfucker, I don't give a fuck what spot you're supposed to do next year. Um, or do you think that uh, that's something that they try to, you know, push aside like a uh, Fucking slow ass kick out. I just don't think or they had much out. meaningful past that moment where they needed to still be in the match, if that makes sense. So, who did this now? It was the uh, Edge and Ray spot. He did a Huracurana from the rope, I believe and, it was. And it didn't touch the ground. It may have not been Ray. Um, yeah, Ray didn't touch. Grandma Edge came over and they were supposed to catch and his like I mean this whole side of the crowd is like, you know, hey, fuck off. Yeah. But uh yeah. Suspend your disbelief, you pieces of shit. (laughs) God damn it. The only thing that I have Um, from the Edge and Mysterio moment, um, they did a missile drop kick on Chris Novitsky. And Edge definitely came off the turnbuckle yeah, late and landed right on that dude's fucking face. I'm right on his, right face. on his fucking face. <laughs> I'm looking at a gif of that right now. Landed fucking right on face, his face. Dude. And my man was visibly fucked up after that. Yes. He sat in the corner pretty much until he got eliminated. So he That's took, what made him get in all that CTE research. He yep. took he took Edge. Yeah, I'm knee. telling you, I'm pretty sure that was the spot Everybody that made was. that happen. He, his, Edge fucked it up for all. Edge's of whole knee just like went across his fucking nose. There it is for you. Yeah, he, uh. Oh, man. man is, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, Lands straight on his face. <sighs> Who thought that was oh, a good spot? So next up, we have. The next thing I have written down is build up 
Yeah, yeah. Bully That's, Bill. Yep. I have, how was Bill Fuck DeMott Bill ever DeMott. even a coach? He's the shits. I hate Bill DeMott, <laughs> just so you know. We all I do. pop for Bill, but I just love okay. Bill. You. Who was the next person after Bill uh, DeMott there, Cortland? Tommy. Was Tommy next? Tommy Drew. Oh, yeah. I have all these written down. Because Bill takes ah. the fucking trash can lid right to the dome, right? Am I right yeah. on that one? Yeah. He, like, Tommy hit the fuck out of Jericho with the kendo stick to the face after a whiplash. Jericho wears this wound for the rest of the match. It's it's pretty rough one. Uh, the next thing I have is B-squared. Anybody okay. would like to make a comment? I have a question. B squared or Bill DeMott? Discuss it. B squared. Who are you taking? B squared. B squared. They're both B dog squared. shit. But Hear if you think out. I'm not running, I'll get a B squared tattoo on my fucking ass cheek, buddy. Three, Let's get it done. Fuck Bill DeMott. Right to censor. B squared or Bill DeMott? Yeah. You're not getting a B squared tattoo. B squares fucking run as, as a part of fucking right to censor will be better than anything. Then fucking Bill DeMont's ever done. Why was Bill DeMont wearing a fucking bandana in that match? I mean, <laughs> I was, there I he goes him. again with the goddamn attire. Son. It made me <laughs> fucking singlet and a purple bandana. Take the fucking thing off. Like, it makes no make sense. Make a list of everything you bitched about and buy you a piece of equipment and make you dress up for the next I show. will. Um, I'll do it. We build them off for Halloween. <laughs> Just bully us on the next podcast. And do a moonsault off your desk. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Morris. What a fucking guy. Ugh, Hugh Morris. Um, All right. Matt Hardy comes down just a little bit later. He almost eats shit. He, I didn't realize how bad this was. When he used to do the, the V1 hand thing, he almost ate shit all the time off of it. He would get so excited. That he'd be like, oh, like he yeah, fell off he'd the roll, fucking ropes. All his momentum forward. <laughs> I have a really fun fact I learned about this part of the match. Um, what was it? Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy strongly dislikes mustard. Yeah, he fucking yeah, hates I have that written down in quotes. Yeah. I have yeah. it. <laughs> I was just, I have like edge lands on Novitsky's face. Matt strongly strong. dislikes mustard. <laughs> yeah, they go right. Yeah. <laughs> Right into then, each other. So V one Shannon Moore, but I'm gonna back up one second before we jump over it. Uh, Jericho is showing out in this match. He throws out Edge and Christian at the same time. Yeah, and there's a huge pop for RVD when RVD comes out. You can really tell who's over in certain places. It's like you could do no wrong. He could come out any number. Doesn't matter. Anywhere RVD is, people are very excited to see. And, uh, oh. Messing my shit up. Oh. oh. You're fine. Get down um, there. RVD, so, uh, it, it felt big because they cleared the ring for RVD to come out one on one with Jericho. That's why it felt like a big deal there. I'm going to add another thing to my Definitely. List. Um, uh, there was a hole in RVD's armpit in his shirt <laughs> during the Kane promo. And I was like, that's the most RVD shit I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> he's like, hey, man, it's fucking cool, bro. You can eliminate me. I'm going to do my best. And I'm like, there's a hole in his armpit. And I'm like, that stony, baloney motherfucker doesn't even realize it. Ethan and I are going to discuss this over Waffle House in a couple days. 
So excited. And the only <laughs> thing he's going to say about you is, man, what the fuck's his problem with damn much iron? <laughs> <laughs> I pick up the little shit, and I don't. It's a problem, okay? I'm and you sorry. Just no, buddy, on. trust me. I love it. We got t-shirts, <laughs> jeans, and mustard. That's your thing. Bandanas. It's got to be a hole in the in the left one, because that's how he was standing on camera. I'm gonna start cutting them in all my shirts for just for you. Thank you. <laughs> um. All right, so. So Shannon Moore is not in the Royal Rumble, but he yes. does make an appearance. And Shannon Moore is the best part about Matt Hardy being in this Rumble. I will say, I don't have it written down, but I do remember Matt Hardy hitting a beautiful side effect in this match. And I don't think I've seen him do it better than that shit. Uh, <laughs> but next thing I've written down is Jeff Hardy comes out looking like... Dog shit. This man walks out like he just got done with like so many drugs. So many. And he laid in a shower and just put lotion on his shower of fucking blood. He was just just put lotion and conditioner on. Didn't wipe anything. He didn't wash it out. (laughs) Nothing. He just. Not where I thought that was going. And then he washed it out. He's just sitting he in the looks. rubbing fucking paint on himself like, fuck it, man. Just fucking it's it. all over me. <laughs> the whole lot of that stuff. Um, dude, he just looks so bad. Uh, Shannon takes a swanton and covers up Matt. It was the sick, <laughs> it, it was such a cool funny. moment. It was fucking it awesome. Is. It's such a funny moment that I remember separate. It's it's really a moment because I remember it not being Royal Rumble '03. It's just it happened. Yeah. And watch, oh shit! It's when he takes a swanton. That's fun, dude. The fucking uh, he also at one point uh, Matt's about to get eliminated and Shannon Moore fucking comes under him. Like, like fuck, fucking yeah yeah yeah. He, he did whatever he did. Yeah. yeah he feet up. Yeah. All yeah. Back, his feet up. Um, it's all good. Next, I've written down that's notable. John Cena comes out and rap. Yo, forever. Yo, we're come ahead out, come slightly. Out, we are ahead slightly. Come out, come out. I last week. Oh fuck! Go ahead. Go, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, all right. Last week, last week, I came on this podcast and I said that John Cena might be the best white rapper of all time. Go on. I completely take that statement back. <laughs> This might easily be the worst rap I've ever, ever before heard. We, like, before we dive into that, because I have quotes from his rap, too. Um, oh. <laughs> beforehand, of we do. have Test come out. As Test is coming out, JR says, and the testicles are on their feet. Yep. And King mm-hmm. responds, testicles have feet. Um, it was... I I had to pause it. I literally sat there laughing five minutes on how dumb that moment was. Um, but Test looked fucking awesome when he hit that ring. What? People were feeding the fuck out of Test there, bud. Dude, awesome. what could have Yeah, he looked great. His fire was great when he got to the ring. It was very, very Yep, I love me some Test. Um, one oh, thing really? that I have he written down. One thing I have written test. down about the John Cena thing. I just have John Cena in jeans. That's one. Hey, That's he's allowed to wear Dude, these jeans. first few raps he did suck so bad. Like, in but, general. My two favorite things that he said were, oh. I'm sick like Tyson when he bit Holyfield's ear off. And then yeah. he finishes his rap with, 
My style's like a swollen penis. You can't beat me. You can't beat me. Immediately after, Jim Ross goes, word to your mother. (laughs) And I fucking popped big for it. Oh god! It's it's, it's it's crazy. Like word to your mom. Oh, Westland in the background, and he's just rapping. Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, John Cena raps forever. Everyone keeps wrestling. Like he's not he's existing. Not he raps. He raps he in the He raps down the fucking the aisle. He doesn't stop. He takes a fucking right. He continues to rap. He takes another he takes a left. He takes another left. He's yeah. still rapping the whole fucking time. Like, is he gonna stop ever? Is he gonna <laughs> roll around the whole ring? Like, what are we doing here? Well, RVD comes and catches him. Thank God. And uh, comes out. Rikishi has his eighth rumble. I didn't make apparent when Rikishi comes out. Uh, it's surprising that they mention that Rikishi's had his eighth Royal Rumble. Um not just because of the the name change you never had stuff. That. It's just uh, you yeah, never had for that him not to win. It's just weird. Yeah. It's That's- it's a weird it's a weird thing they're doing now. But I feel like they it's like uh mission in the Dudley Boys fifteen time championship. It's one thing that Vince is like Super strict on, and then another time he just changes his mind overnight and says, "Hey, I don't want to mention it anymore." Um, John comes back out. Oh, oh, hold on. Rosie and sharing. Mm. How do y'all feel about this? Because I don't want to jump over something that could have been. What a cool little spot. Yeah, like they're where they were like about to fight, and then like they decided to just beat the shit out of somebody else. I forget who it was. Yeah, it was a cool moment. Jamal comes down and absolutely fucking mauls um, Rikishi, and by that I mean it's some of the worst punches I've ever seen thrown in WWE. Um, Like, there's one where he's like Rikishi's literally mid fall, and Jamal's still punching and like trying to sell it like he's hitting him. It was just fucking weird. It was just a weird moment. Um. Jamal kind of sucked as Jamal. I'm glad that yes. they gave him a change later down the road um, because he was fucking hot ass was, cheeks. In this he one, was but. just big and greener than fucking grass as Jamal. It just sinks in that they gave him the name Jamal. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and the Peacock dub, the Peacock dub didn't even have the right like um, three minute warning music. Like, I want to know who saw weird. him, who saw him and said, "Yeah, that's Jamal." You strike me as Jamal. That's <laughs> it. Um, I believe it's Rosie that does it, but it's a constant reminder that no one can take a fucking clothesline better than Rikishi. Never has. Yeah, it turns never him inside will. out. It's the best thing ever. Yeah, very. It really is very. Um, boys out next, big Mister Jacobs. No, we're not there yet because we have HBK nice. coming down. No. Mm, yep. Oh, yep. We have Booker T, who is over as fuck. That off for him it was crazy, and they cleared the ring for him. He had a few great spots. Um, just a lot of cool stuff in that. Uh, Sean comes back out and uh, attacks Jericho, of course, setting up what we know as Chris Jericho's probably his favorite match of all time. And that is Shawn Michaels, 
Chris Jericho, WrestleMania. One of the best. What matches. a match. Should have been main event. Easily. Hot tail bullshit that it wasn't, but I mean we're not gonna pick it pick up that yet. Yeah, but, HBK uh, comes out, and the only thing I have written down about that moment, um, Shawn Michaels had that uh, that shirt that says "Don't hunt what you can't kill." Um, I have, yeah. I remember thinking those HBK "Don't hunt what you can't kill" shirts were corny in two thousand three. They're still fucking corny in twenty twenty one. You didn't have were, one of those, Mike. Fuck <laughs> off, bud. I was um, pre Jesus Shawn Michaels fan. I love the Christian oh. version. Why did why hasn't anybody done a boot of the McMahon's versus Sean and God? Like why is they did done that? they did did they? Yep, they, they did. did. I missed it. Yeah, there's a whole Discord channel. Yeah. For it. Oh god, no, shit. Why are we yeah. just pretending that that didn't exist? What God and I just God versus Vince? No, there's a whole group like, chat. Yeah, there's a whole chat. I think uh, I think just... Zach has it. Miller has it. Yeah, Zach Phillips has it. He might yes. know so how you get one of those shirts. It's too far. Hit up the Yeah. What um, else you got coming down? We got Tess and Jericho out, which is kind of surprising because Tess only gets one person out in this situation, I believe, in this Royal Rumble. And it's only Jericho. Well, Jericho, I believe, has nine or so eliminations in this match, maybe more. I could be wrong. I believe it's 9 or 11. Um, Jericho and HBK are separated. Jericho... Uh, no, HBK says that Jericho is dead, which uh, is pretty funny. And next I have written down that what the fuck, Maven is number 26. Yeah, I have Maven, fuck me, I hope he gets murdered. I... Any point, Jesus... God damn. <laughs> right. I, for some reason, get this pay-per-view and the 2002 Royal Rumble confused in my brain. But the sole yeah. aspect of that I was confused is why Maven was in two of them. So I got <laughs> really excited for half a second. I was like, oh, I get to see Maven get fucking assaulted. And then... It was but it was a year one. prior. It was a year prior. Like, ah, it's not the right one. I was like, fuck. <laughs> it made me sad. Uh, now we have Gold Dust, number 27. And Gold Dust shines bright for a minute. And then uh, the whole time this minute that he's in, and then he's right out. And they don't pan to another wrestler for about 45, 50 seconds. And then uh, Gold Dust is out. And as a Gold Dust fan, that, that sucks. I just want to. Yeah, my notes on Gold Dust. My- Goldust got a nice pop and pyro. Next note. All right, he's gone. <laughs> and, yeah. he's gone. And, and he's gone. Uh, and it's gone. And he's, uh, he's eliminated by Team Angle. And uh, Batista's up next at number 28. He's things up a bit, but Lesnar out at 29. And it's kind of cool seeing this happen. Anybody uh, remember this pop for this moment? Um, I just up. have yeah. I just have Batista still looks awful. Like yeah. he hasn't gotten better yeah. in the month that we've uh, we've we've gone over. So I far. will say they do mention is his Godsmack tattoo growing. Yeah, it becomes him actually. It's, well, it becomes his, it, it like, transfers to his arm. I forgot he yeah. had that for a while. Yeah, but, like, they, oh, it's like the music videos. Yeah, 
it's probably just something because of how important it is years to come but i found it to be really interesting that the first person he hits entering the ring is batista hits john cena and then i just immediately flash forward to vince blowing out both quads oh so it's like, it just there, so happens to be so the mad. same, like, the people. I'm like, that's a weird fucking... <laughs> like yeah, a... they've always kind of been paired, like, when they had the opportunity to be. Yeah. It's like you could always tell they were comfortable with each other from OVW days. Well, God damn. Matt Hardy is out. He gets a F5 out of the ring to Team Angle, and I think this is a pretty cool spot. I don't know if it's the first time we've seen it or we haven't seen it in... A little while, but uh, I don't remember him doing this a lot. Other than he did Spike Dudley, and I know he almost died. Right. And here's my thing. Um, Matt Hardy's track record in 2021 for the past two years, it's not been good. Um, Almost died multiple times in AEW. Got concussed and still finished a match. Um, I was fully expecting... Yeah, just fully expecting more of the same to happen here. Um, and so he got thrown over and I audibly sat up like, or like I visibly sat up out of my seat, like, Oh, he's going to die. This is it. But thankfully they caught him. Otherwise he was going for a real bad team, ride. Team back. angle coming in clutch with that, that spot there. Oh yeah. I will say before oh. we, before we jump a little further ahead, we have to go back a little bit when, or, um, mm. fuck when, uh, Shelton comes in on his entrance. He does that tag team move where he leapfrogs over, and he fucking lands on Charlie Haas's fucking head. Like it's it's timed terribly, so he like fucking just drags his nuts across Charlie Haas's head and then lands. And I was like, oh, that was not like you could see Charlie Haas like look over. He's like, the hell, man, man, <laughs> damn, dude. Ethan just gets sit- so upset, <laughs> dude. I'm sitting here like, okay, he's got a point to make. Let's listen in. Yeah, it's just, and then all I hear is he drags his nuts. Across his <laughs> he drags his nuts. Such good shit, pal. Good shit. <laughs> yeah. It was. was All right, we'll move on from the nuts. We have The Undertaker in at number 30. Worst entrance song. And, uh. It's bad. You're going there. It's fucking miserable. I made a big mistake. I can't allow. It's fucking terrible. Sounds like Undertaker singing it in damn so. It was. Oh, man. Oh, I want to say something here. Big JR had a line. Because Taker comes in and he starts cleaning house, and JR says, and he's whipping some ass like a government mule. That nice pause. Like a. Brother, where were you going with that <laughs> like shit? Like a government mule? What a fucking guy. Good old Jim Ross. Uh, what a guy. Well, uh, the crowd's really over for Taker. They were chanting for him. As the countdown began, and uh, uh, we see a little bit of a a glimpse of the Brothers of Destruction here, and uh, everyone's kind of ready for it to happen. Some people don't really want it to happen. Um, I was always for it happening, for the story's sake, but I wasn't always for it in the matches. Unless it was someone like DDP and Canyon who can just get fucking beaten inside a cage for 20 minutes and, you know, put on a hell of a ass whooping. 
Right. Um, but Tigger turns on Kane as you know, big brothers do, and Tigger comes back and showing some. Sorry, I have. Mike, would you like to take this? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it, you know, my note stopped. <laughs> if I, one of the one of the biggest things um, to me, there's like a moment where um, you never hear Undertaker call anything in the ring. Like he's consistently been somebody that's rather quiet. Like him and Brett are both really praised for it. Him and Bret Hart. And there was a moment that you heard him tell Brock he was like big boot. Like you could hear him clear as day calling in there. Um, I thought that was interesting because you never. And in a match like this, like it just it was one of those things that stuck out to me. Um, but you end up with um, with Brock Lesnar getting a big win over the Undertaker, uh, and then after the match, you had a really cool like nod of approval from Taker yep. sitting on the outside, kind of just like smiling and shaking his head at him. Comes inside and tells him, "Hey, when you get that belt, I want to be first in line," which sets up later down the road. Um, but it felt like a really, really big win. It felt like the right thing to do. Perfect uh, even, finish. Yeah, even back yeah. then it felt right. Um, yep. And I think that just speaks a lot to how important Undertaker's thought was. And if he showed that you were worth a shit on camera, then you were worth a shit to a lot of people. Because um, I was nine years old watching this, you know? So, um, yeah, I just thought I, I enjoyed the match for what it was. Obviously, it's hard to keep up with as much as going on. Um, but I thought it was the absolute right way to go for sure. I think it was a little weird. I remember it now that uh, Batista runs in with a chair and kind of just, just loses it <laughs> and then uh, just gets hit with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. With Taker distracted, Lesnar ducks on and throws Taker over the top. Taker having uh, showing that sign of respect that he did. Do you think that it was too soon, the right time? Do you think that they already did this before? Um, Knowing we had Hell in a Cell match before, right? But knowing what we know um, now about like how important Brock Lesnar was to the Undertaker and how important the Undertaker was to Brock Lesnar and like the streak and everything, I think the writing was kind of always on the wall as to who Taker wanted it to be. Like you can see in every match that they had, just the amount of respect and like slowing people down not for him but for brock's betterment like he really took care of brock lesnar a lot of times that he was in the ring did y'all uh expect any surprises in this royal rumble growing up because i felt like with a lot of uh contracts coming up from wcw and a lot of people finally getting free that there was going to be a jump at this royal rumble but there just wasn't I'd actually like. Yeah, I remember as a kid, all I wanted was Brock to win the Royal Rumble. That's all I really gave a shit about as a kid. It was like, I hope Brock wins this shit. Going into that show, Brock wins this shit. Like, that's all I really fucking mattered. I like didn't write it down as a note as a kid, but I, I, I I'm glad that you that you said it, Cortland, because like by the time Gold Dust came out, my brain was like, huh, there's not really any like surprise entrances in this. But then my brain also went, like, who the fuck would have been a surprise entrance? Because, like, they either had everyone or, like, they like they had just let go of some people. So it's like, like, who the fuck would have come back in just a few short months? 
Yeah. So I, I noticed that. Yeah. So that's, I think, why I've always loved the Rumbles. Is like, ooh, who's going to come out on this one? Like, who's going right. to be some random fucking yeah. dude? But. Yeah, this was all just talent that's already on the roster, like, full time. Yeah. yeah. It's a surprise. Because now we get so many surprises that they do in Rumbles. And it's even jumped to every other promotion and company. When you do a big Battle Royal or something, there's either a wild card, uh, you know, special entrant or some weird thing um, that they do to get a pop out of somebody. But it's interesting to see Royal Rumbles then and what we're doing now. But uh, that pretty much wraps up this Royal Rumble. Are y'all uh, giving it an overall? I give it three and a quarter stars overall pay-per-view. It sucked ass aside from two matches. It's fucking a trip. Yeah, I'm literally giving it three and a quarter stars for two matches. That's fair. I can I can back that. It was atrocious. Because I know where we're going. I know where we're going. It, and it, it's worth it in the long run. Yeah, I think I think because you know, we're we're coming back through it in hindsight, knowing the handful of really good matches that happened like soon. You can go, oh, it wasn't, it's not bad considering, but like three at best, and that's, yeah, 90% of that's being carried by Benoit Angle. Yeah. Yeah. To me, though, it started perfect, started perfect, it ended perfect, and then you had that great angle Benoit match, everything else was just garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that first match was really made for Lesnar to shine, and that's what it got across. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, you had to have that first match to shut the Big Show shit off. Be like, all right, Brock can beat Big Show. He ain't shit to him. Now he's going moving on, you know. I think that was important to have that on this show. Yeah, and, like, it made Brock look awesome, but it also was super detrimental to, like, any potential push Big Show could have gotten at that moment. Like, if they were gonna like, make him, like, a really big mid-card guy, it just shit on everything that they were gonna do. My assumption is, right? Because he looked fucking bad, dude. He looked real bad. I mean, did you um, see those jeans, dude? Oh, you're tough. Um, so, see, just you. just to get it, uh, the plan now moving forward is we're we're doing for Halloween, Halloween Havoc '97, right? Uh, yep. Yeah. So there's going to be a brief intermission from the like you know the Reign of Terror and the Attitude Era or the uh, the Ruthless Aggression Era rather. Get it right. Um, yeah. A fucking piece of shit. You gotta um, grab your competition by the throat. Squeeze it. Squeeze you gotta grab your competition. Um, so <laughs> n- next week we're doing Halloween Havoc 97. Spoiler alert, I'm watching that bitch as soon as we get off. Um, I don't even think I came across. I think I was just talking to you. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm watching that bitch. As- yeah, it's fine. Uh, I'm watching it as soon as I get off the off the I, podcast call. I literally um, watch it on Thursday. It's just easier. no. You're a fucking maniac. I watch it. I watch it while I work, and then I write notes in between me doing. Oh, things. you're I'm a like, this fucking is... crazy human. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that. Well, as soon as days on this, and he just yeah. Yeah, P- Pat said I gotta go. Pat said I'm out of here. Yeah, he's looking yeah, he's, he's watching it right now. Yeah, he said. Time for me to go watch this fucking thing. Oh, he's back. He already watched it. Pat, what was your favorite match from that night? Just out of curiosity. Uh, No, go ahead. Second question. Since I got the answer that I was expecting. 
How do you guys feel about like perennial pay per views? Like the sake of like pay per views for the sake of having the pay per view, like an Elimination Chamber every year, a Royal Rumble every yeah, year. I hate it. I, I fucking like, hate it. I think Royal Rumble is such a unique thing. Royal Rumble stays because that's yeah. the, that's the match time. that gets you the, the main event of WrestleMania. Big, it tells four, you early. The big four can never go away. Right. It's just yeah. Rumble, point, Mania, SummerSlam, Survivor and then Series. Survivor Series. Right. Even though, like, I think like the Survivor, Survivor Series ones are always kind of eh, like especially now because it's always it, it's it's been hit or miss. Like some years are good, some years are not. Like you've got fucking you know. Zack Ryder getting his dick grabbed more recently in like that segment in SmackDown. It's fun. Whatever. But anyways, like Royal Rumbles are great. <laughs> <laughs> he said. Um fucking why? I don't know. It's just, it's fucking comes up every year for Survivor Series. Um But yeah, like them doing like a whole pay per view that's called Hell in a Cell, but there's maybe one match in the cell. Garbage shit. Elimination yeah. Chamber, like the shits. It's I don't want. I don't want Elimination Chamber pay per view, Hell in a Cell pay per view, TLC pay per view. Leave that Ex- all. Like, there's to me, it makes it too Ex- predictable. Like, extreme okay, rules. <laughs> yeah, like none of that. It's like, okay, we're gonna we're building towards the Hell in a Cell pay per view, so we're gonna. Tr- and they don't even halfway heat up a feud enough to build towards those pay per views. Right. You know, it's like. That alone would help WWE's product so much if they took away these theme pay-per-views because there's no surprises to when you're going to get anything now. It's just, okay, here's the schedule. Elimination Chamber in February, TLC, December, whatever. It's like there's no nothing to keep you guessing to want to watch it. It's just like here's the set steps for the year, you know? Like, right. Yeah. I feel like yeah. if they and went to touch back on that, to just the big four, it would be the best decision they could make. Like if they could get away yeah. with four pay-per-views yeah. like annually, like they'd be in really good shape. And if you went back to small engineer houses for bigger events, but use like a takeover size venue, that works. And yep. you separate it deeply. Um, but like going into uh, like what I said the same thing, I think earlier or earlier today, um, it takes away from the matches because if we're just getting there, like he said, it just, we're throwing any feud like the Seth and uh, Edge that we got at Crown Jewel. I'm surprised that they did a Hell in a Cell not a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. However, if th- at the same time that they're telling us that we're, that people are killing wrestling by exposing the business, kicking out of Spanish flies, and, you know, Canadian destroyers, I feel that. I back that. But at the same time, if you're giving me half-assed stories and giving me the same match every single month over and over and over again and just depending on where we're at you give me the match stipulation like i mm-hmm. remember hell in a cell meeting something yeah it yep. meeting a fuck ton i don't remember no, how many meaningless hell in a cell there been yeah like what's oh, the last man. meaningful one that we've had more than meaningful ones now you know yeah that's exposing last- the business it's a fucking you know <laughs> We even exactly. talked about it last week with the with the three stages of hell. It's like, like the cage match being there was kind of weird or whatever. But like, and we had talked about kind of the importance. But and we talked about like the importance of a cage match. But it was always if for whatever reason these two fucking people could still just had so much animosity. How do you finish that feud? You put them in a fucking cage that they can't escape from. 
hell in a cell. Like, that's what yeah. we used to do. Now it's like, yeah, it's like one week it's like, oh, like, I'm best friends with Edge. And now it's like, I'll see you in hell in a cell next week. It's like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, it doesn't do us any favors, but no. we're going to dive. We're going to dive deep into a WCW storyline next week. I am not prepared for this shit. Are y'all? I'm so excited for Casey to watch this whole pay-per-view. I'm so pumped. Yeah. So, Ethan doesn't know this. I hate WCW. I have watched maybe four pay-per-views in Joe all Pop. of e- You've all watched of- more than me, buddy. In all of WCW's history, from start to finish, and one of them just so happens to be this Halloween Havoc, but they're so bad. So wait a minute. How old old is everyone here? I'm 28. I'm 27, so he's slightly older. I'm the youngest, right? I think so. so. I'm 25. How old are you? 30. Oh, shit. Are you really? Agent like fine <laughs> wine, baby. What? what? Y'all, this just in. Pat's 30 years old. <laughs> He's in a different tax bracket in life. This is crazy. And he hates Terry Runnels. That <laughs> he fucking hates Terry Runnels. Fuck that bitch. Terry Runnels. I'm sorry, Ethan. What were you saying? Oh, no, I was just saying, I haven't watched, I've watched WCW matches, but I literally, I've never watched a full WCW event in full. I am warning you right now. This one's rough. Fucking sorry. There's... (laughs) Now, let's get into it. Okay, like, I'll love that. I'm wearing a fucking ECW shirt, but like, if you've watched how much of a clusterfuck any of those pay-per-views are, somehow... WCW's worse. This this company beat WWF for fucking like ever in ratings, but every single one of their pay-per-views is hot dog shit. They're so bad. I I, I didn't realize that we get um, Steve Mongo McMichael on this on this pay-per-view. I lived through the time. I love being a little country ass kid. No, I My dad used to be in Georgetown. And we go got him. No. <laughs> I gotta sit through a Mongo match? Yeah, so it's Mysterio Eddie is your third match on. Like, the first three matches are sick. Yuji Nagata versus yeah. Ultimo Dragon. Jericho versus oh, yep. Gato. And then uh, Mysterio Eddie Guerrero. That's your I've seen that Mysterio Eddie match a bunch of times. Then you have Alex Wright versus Mongo McMichael. And I there it goes. I don't want to. Right. Oh, Disco, in- Disco Inferno versus Jacqueline. Um, <laughs> okay, that one. <laughs> Ric Flair versus Kurt Hennig, which could be cool. Um, I actually remember that one not being bad. What are they doing? What is it? Coco? What are they doing? Scott Hall versus Lex Luger, and Larry Zabisco is your uh, special referee. Then you have uh, DDP versus. Macho Man, and then uh, Piper Hogan is your main event in a steel cage. Yikes. That sounds fucking terrible already. I'm so excited to watch this. <laughs> I have to sit through a manga. I don't want to do this, Mike. Piper and Hogan. Listen, we'll see how far is, uh, I get, but I, Piper and Hogan, there's nothing about that that gets my fucking... I'm going to be I honest with you. It's you not as long as you would expect it to be. It's 13 and a half minutes. I, I think can, I can make it through. 
I guarantee you, we'll you get to that mon- you get to that Mongo match and you want to turn the whole thing off halfway through. It's it's six and a half minutes long and yeah, it's gonna it's be too, fucking brutal. It's too goddamn long. Yeah, I'm excited for it actually. I'm excited for the first part of it. Uh, and this, I, if I remember correctly, the Flair match is not bad. The Flair Hennig match, yeah, um, yeah it, you know, it could be good. Uh, then you have, yeah, I mean, just some of this is like dog shit. Like Alex Wright, Steve Mongo McMichael for six and a half minutes is going to be brutal. That had to make it on pay per view, right? Oh yeah, and that's and, and that's directly in the middle of the card. Yeah. Mm. I How do you start a show off with those three matches you named and then go to that? Yeah, Nagata, Ultimo Dragon, Gato, Jericho, and the Mysterio Guerrero. That's like, fucking like, good shit. That's you could have just like, go like, one of those matches, Bongo. You're, Another one of those that matches, crazy purple in the, fucking Disco fucking... Inferno and fucking Jacqueline. Another one of those matches, Ric Flair. Like, you could have spaced those out a little bit. Like, probably would have made yeah. the paper. Disco Inferno and Jacqueline. is going to be the shit. Yeah. It's going to be. Yeah, it's gonna be the greatest match of all time. <laughs> it's gonna be the huge, like the the wrestling equivalent to having exploding diarrhea. Five That's what stars that in the Tokyo <laughs> Dome. I can't wait to compare this to the Don Marie Tory Wilson segments and see which one's worse. I we, we have to do an episode where we do like top five worst matches of all time. Yeah, but we'd have to watch a lot. Of it, right? we'll have to oh, I'm gonna put five dollars on Disco Inferno and Jacqueline being better than. Everything that Don Marie and Tori Wilson did. It was fucking brutal. That Don Marie Tori Wilson was fucked. I'll put money on the this disco inferno match is gonna be the best match I've ever Tori Wilson literally knows how to do an arm drag. That's where oh, I'm <laughs> Well, I guess we should probably right, wrap this Lord. up. Y'all wanna plug your tweets, your Twitters, your Instagram, whatever the fuck y'all wanna plug. We're plug up and over Yes, Instagram. Yes, up and over on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, I do believe all of our stuff is in the bio on both. Yeah, videos, on the so. up and over pod. On, uh, the, on the videos itself, I'm right next to your cute little faces, I've got your Instagram handles already plugged onto here. Love that. So we've got that for all the people that will eventually watch this. Fucking Look at you. Train wreck. Fuck, fuck everyone, but... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, dude, we'll be uh, we'll be back next week. Are you uploading these yet or no? Um, so I've got to f- I've still got to take your audio and splice it to the video from last week's. Sure. Um, so I'm kind of still debating on whether or not I'm going to upload this one first, since it's pretty much good to go. It might go backwards, yeah. but like also like fuck you, I have to do a lot more work to the last one. Yeah, we'll talk about it off, but I'll yeah. I'll start the upload. These will be uploaded, so we'll yeah we'll uh we'll get these both uploaded audio and video wise. So perfect. Ye-ye. Well, hopefully you guys see this uh, sometime soon. And today's the twenty first of October, so now we know if uh, somebody's being lazy, it's Casey. See you um, guys in December, boys. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll be back next week to uh, talk about Halloween Havoc ninety seven. Y'all have a good week now.